welcome to your next episode. This is All Things Nursing with Nurse Choma. And um, today I really want to just honestly talk about the whole um, coronavirus situation. I think this is probably the, honestly the best time to discuss this um, and just really kind of be kind of like a a voice for nurses, I hope, um, as well as to encourage one another to connect with one another during this this very, very challenging time. Um, so first and foremost, what I will say is I'm going to be fully transparent, fully uh, full disclosure. I have been, me personally, um, I've been focused on, and this is what I've always done, but I work doing this business, which is choosing nursing uh, on a full-time basis where I'm helping to bring more nurses into the field by helping them to pass their boards exam, by helping nursing students. And, um, and really, it's something that really requires uh, so much time and dedication, but this is not really about me. I just, I just say all this to say that I'm not currently in the, in the hospital, um, you know, being exposed to the virus like this. But um, my heart absolutely breaks, aches, and feels for every single nurse out there. Because I have worked in the field. I have worked, been a bedside nurse. I have done med surge nursing. So I know the challenges. So let alone at- attacking that or uh, piling that with the coronavirus, I can only if- imagine the weight um, and the anxiety that's, that it comes with. So um, what I want to do, I just kind of want to just talk a little bit about what I've seen, noticed, heard, felt, um, you know, in the wake of everything that's happening and also kind of also be kind of help other people that are not nurses just really become aware of what's actually really going on um, with a lot of nurses everywhere. Um, And so, of course, what I'm going to share too, every story is different. Every place is different. Um, This is not the same everywhere. Um, but one of the challenges that a lot of nurses are facing is the fact that there is not enough protective equipment. Um, so meaning that nurses are being forced to, I don't want to use the word forced, but really that's honestly what it is, being forced to uh, work with patients who uh, are positive for COVID-19, uh, and we know that they're positive, uh, and there's no gear to cover them so that way they don't get exposed to. And, um, and so it's really sad and appalling that we cannot get enough, uh, you know, appropriate equipment for nurses. Um, and I know this too, because I have very, very close loved ones who are working in the hospital and they share with me their experiences and their stories right now. Um, and so like literally, you know, the appropriate types of gear that we should be able to wear, um, is like, you know, like, although we know this virus is is supposedly not airborne, it's droplet. Um, but it's still important that nurses are able to get the full maximum amount of protective equipment that they need. And so nurses are being forced to literally not have any mass or enough mass or even the appropriate type of mass to keep themselves covered and protected. And, um, and it's very scary. It's scary. It's appalling. It's disturbing. Um, and we've seen now, like for those of you that are part of different various, um, 
nursing groups and nursing forums, a lot of nurses are being tested positive with the virus. A lot of them are contracting, um, are just getting really sick, you know, getting fever. And on top of that, not only are they getting sick, now they're being forced to isolate themselves and quarantine themselves from their own family because of the job that they're doing. So it's like, you know, it, it's like, where do we really draw the line? You know, like this is not, um, it's not fair. And one thing that I really want to just really hit home right now is this whole garbage that I've been, that people have been saying that are not nurses, that are not nurses. Let's, let's really emphasize that part. People that have been saying that are not nurses are saying, well, this is what they signed up for. That is a bunch of baloney. Okay. Nobody signs up to die. Nobody. What we sign up for when we decide to be a nurse, we sign up to do a profession that is noble, that is caring, right? One where it requires us to defend, to protect, to serve the patients that are, that are sick, right? To serve them. But it does not mean that we have to be exposed at the same time where we become casualties and now we are now sick and now we cannot perform our own jobs. So it is, it is wrong to say this is what they signed up for. Nobody signed up for to die. Did you, did you get a job that one day would kill you? No, you did not. You got a job because you felt passionate about it, you felt called to it, or heck, really, honestly, you needed the security to provide for your family. And so a lot of nurses, we know that most nurses are, are female, but of course, this is definitely not a knockdown to male at all. But we know that most nurses are female and many nurses are single mothers. So they're forced to come home to their children. And some of them, they can't even come home to their children because on top of this, because of the virus, um, you know, schools have been shut down. So children are being forced to stay at home, right? Or being homeschooled. And so now it's like, what do you do? Because you need to work at the same time. But you're, but you're sick because you got positive. So it's like, it's not fair to say, this is what we signed up for. That's not true. You don't know what we signed up for. Did you, did, like, did we really intend that we would be exposed? And let me tell you right now, they need to, we need to expand <laughs> Nurses Week, okay? Like, <laughs> Nurses Week, no, Nurses Month, right? We need a, a whole freaking month because of what nurses are being involved and what they're having to do every single day. And the, and if you ever seen the reality of being a nurse without the corona, it's already very hard. We're already short staff. We're already struggling. You know, it, it's we're already hurting our backs. And now you add the coronavirus to it. So it's it's not right to say this is what we signed up for. This is not what we signed up for. That is not fair. How can you expect us to do our job effectively if we ourselves are, immu are immunocompromised? No, it's not right. And, it, and, and I've seen also uh, some nurses reporting that, that the doctors are getting different treatment as far as their protection than nurses. So doctors are getting the, the N95 masks that they need. But nurses are not. Doctors are being are having the option to literally just, you know, pick up the phone in the patient's room and talk to the patient on the phone and not have to actually see them. But nurses are not. Nurses have to go in the room. 
to give their meds, to feed them, to turn them, to clean them. Where is the fairness in that? You know, so there, th- this is something that it's, it's very sad and it's like, it's not right. It's not right. We should have way more uh, protection, way more advocacy than this. You know, there should be more provided for us. And, and there are, unfortunately, have been nurses that have already died because of being exposed to the virus, you know. Um, and it's, it's, it's very sad. And this is the biggest difference because when it comes to this virus, just like any other um, illness, the more exposure you have, the worse and the more likely you will, you know, contract this problem or contract this, this, this thing. So, you know, nurses don't have the luxury to just go into the room one time. You know, we have to, you know, give nine o'clock meds and and one o'clock antibiotics. And like, we have to be in there more frequently. So, you know, so there's, there's a lot of controversy going on, but at the same time, there's also just a lot of pain, a lot of pain. The nurses are, are really suffering right now. And, and so, you know, and we see, you know, even in some places, um, they have they have increased the pay for nurses to be in t- to intentionally work with these patients who have this virus, but it's like really are you really gonna put your life on the line though you know um, and we know that we know at the same time that uh, just in general with the whole coronavirus that many people are are actually. Uh, surviving and recovering from this condition because you know the media is always going to highlight and always going to push out uh, all the negative you know like (laughs) the media is always going to just focus on everybody that's dying uh, how bad it is how many cases there are right that's always true and it and and in some light it should be pushed out so people take it seriously and people do you know quarantine themselves and do take the measurements and etc but at the same time though um, the mortality rate is very low, actually, in comparison to the number of cases. I think the last time I checked, it's about 3 to 4%, actually. So the, the risk of death is not high. However, it is, of course, significantly higher for patients who already have pre-existing conditions um, patient, or individuals who are, you know, also immunocompromised, individuals who have, uh, like, you know, respiratory problems or just, period, like I said, autoimmune diseases, uh, of course, we also want to encourage pregnant women to to stay away uh, or be more careful because as a pregnant woman, even if you're naturally healthy, you're going to be more at risk because you're taking your body is taking care of two people now or however many children you uh, you're pregnant with. And so unfortunately, I've seen stories of um, pregnant women, pregnant nurses, actually, who have gotten sick from the virus because they were exposed and not only are they sick from the virus and now they're exposed now they're coughing they're struggling having shortness of breath they're having fever um, and they're pregnant because of the virus situation many of them are not able to get appropriate medical care because they're positive so now it's like now it's hard for them to seek and to get a doctor's appointment, to get follow-up appointments. And you would think that it would be the opposite, but it's not true. It's not true. And it, it is sad. It's like, where, where is the help that we need when we need it? 
you know like we're just thrust into it but nobody is defending us though it all it all it feels as if that we are the defenseless in this situation and we're just forced to do it because supposedly we signed up for it it's not fair and it's not right and once again, and like one thing I've always believed and always said, this is the reason why I do what I do. Um, you know, I would say about five years ago when I was actually maybe like four to five years ago when I started working. Uh, cause, but I've been a nurse for like 10 years. But when I started working, though, I realized, you know what, man, I can only help four people at a time or five people if I, if I have five patients. I can only help four or five people at a time each day I come to work. Because I saw what was happening. I saw the shortage, you know, badly. I could see how tired the nurses are. I could see how long the shifts are. I could see how there was enough support, you know. And I realized, you know what, if I stay here, this is all I can do. I can only help four people at a time. But if I identify and figure out, okay, how can we get more nurses into the field, I can help a lot more people. And I can help a lot more not just nurses, but I can help a lot more patients, period, because now I'm generating more nurses. And that's why I'm so passionate about choosing nursing and what I do. And that's the reason why we've been able to see thousands of people now at this point, uh, you know, be able to be successful with our help and with our services. But I, I am saddened because I've always felt that, um, you know, our system, our governmental system does not take getting nurses that seriously until now, you know, until now. I've always felt this way. I've always felt like we have not really prioritized um, fixing the nursing epidemic, fixing the nursing shortage until now we're being forced to, you know. And now I've, I've seen stories like my mom was recently telling me about a story about how um, we have people who are in medical school medical school, not nursing school, medical school, and now they're being transitioned to come and be ICU nurses because of the crisis, because of the virus, you know. They were supposed to graduate this upcoming May, but instead they graduated them now so they can throw them into the field, you know. Um, I've also seen stories of nursing students. Nursing students don't have their license yet, but now they're being, you know, thrown into the field to help in the situation, you know. And so... There is a serious epidemic, and now we are experiencing the brink of it. And the least we could do is get us a mask. The least we could do is get us enough protective equipment so that with the nurses that we do have do not get sick. And it's sad, too, because now all those baby boomers, because this is one thing I've, I've always, since I've been doing this, I've always, you know, kept up to date with the research and you know, really just a studying and valuing this. And, um, you know, they've always said, uh, you know, by 2020, you will be short a million nurses. And, and this is information that was stated on, I believe, the U.S. Uh, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. And they've always said this. And now here we are. <laughs> now here we are. It's happening. It's happening. But who would have thought it would have happened, though, because of a virus, though? And so, you know, and so, like, I've always felt that, it would, how important it is to really prioritize getting more nurses out there and um, making more trainings available, um, you know, making more information available, make, just making it the path, I don't want to say easier, but 
In some, in some ways, yes. You know, so what I was saying earlier, as far as like the baby boomers, that's what then the people were saying is like, uh, you know, baby boomers have held on to the jobs all this while, right? Because they're not ready to retire. But now, because of the virus, they're going to be forced to retire, right? Now, some many of them are being forced to retire right now because of the virus. So it's like, man, you know, like this is such a huge, huge, huge thing. And, um, and I, like I said, just like with any other, because just like with any other problem, honestly, if we got the necessary protective equipment, it, things would be better, you know, not, let me say great, let me not say great, but it would be, um, you know, better. So, um, at least, cause at least now we would have, we'd be able to protect the people who are working and, you know, and so it, it's nursing period is already a very demanding job. Um, so to add being exposed on top of that, you know, is way more, makes it way, way, way more difficult. So this is just, this is for me just kind of like what my stance is as far as the coronavirus is just not getting the adequate protection that's needed and that nurses not getting the adequate care that they need. Um, and, you know, it should honestly be way, there should be, you know, a much more um, uh, better protocol set in place. But I mean, of course, whenever this is something that we couldn't really foresee coming. Uh, but now though is the time for us to really honestly awaken, you know, now is the time for us to, uh, and I, I'm saying this not to nurses, I'm saying this honestly to our leaders to those that are in charge of us right as far as our healthcare system now is the time for us to seriously open up our eyes and awaken and so this is what we're doing we're just like we're just honestly just talking this through talking about this um but nurses are more needed than ever and and unfortunately because of this experience there's a lot of nurses that, that don't want to work anymore that's that is either recovering or that is fine and, you know, are contemplating now to leave. And so um, I just feel as if, if we put better things in place for nurses, it would make the career, the job much more doable. Um, so in response to every person out there that says we sign up for this, you do not know what we sign up for. You cannot say that. Because it is be it goes beyond an oath. You don't you don't take an oath that will put your life deliberately in in jeopardy. That's not part of the oath that we signed up for. So that's my opinion concerning the virus. If you have any opinions, please, I would love to hear from you. You know, send me a response to this. Um, I believe there's a way you can actually send in either a response or question. I may play it on the next. Um, uh, episode depending on you know the nature of what you said um, but if you feel led to definitely hit, respond back you can always send me an email um, as well visit our website choosing nursing ch i'll put the co- link in the comments but c-h-o-o-s-i-n-g nursing.net um, we do provide resources information to help nurses to become successful to get your license this is a time more than ever that we need you for to, to every nurse that's to every nursing graduate that's listened to this and you finished school and you still haven't 
you know, you're still waiting to get your license or you, you pushed it aside because you couldn't pass. Now is your time. Now is the time when we're calling you to come. Arise. Nurses, nurses that have been put aside, that you've been put aside, arise. Now is your time to come forward. If we all came, those of you, I'm talking, like I said, specifically to those of you, because I know it's, it's thousands. I know it's thousands. If we all came together and, and really went after this, then it would, we would leave a huge impact. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope this inspired you. Um, we are in the process because of everything that's going on. Uh, we're definitely providing as much as we can. Like I, we have um, a lot of courses, like even like crash course material uh, that we're releasing to help you. To, to, to those of you who are, are, you know, you have to quickly catch up with nursing. Like maybe you're a me- medical student and then now you have to learn nursing really fast or something. <laughs> and, you, you know, like or whatever your situation may be. We are providing the re- choosing nursing is providing the resources necessary that you need. So we do have an upcoming class that's coming up. Um, depending on when you listen to this, it's going to be April, 20, April, 2020, this upcoming month. Um, the classes, I, I'll put the link information, um, in the description. I will be teaching the class. I, it will be for three days. Uh, and we're going to go into like a lot of things that you need to know, honestly. And what I'm going to do with this class is that I'm going to, um, update the information because, the class, like the material we'll go over is what we normally go over as far as like disease processes, pharmacology, nursing procedures, nursing precautions, interventions, mental health, you know, pediatric health and more. But I'm going to definitely put a strong emphasis on safety and pressure control and then as well as management of care during this upcoming class. Because once you pass your license, you know, you really got to go out there and really start, you know, being able to work immediately. But you need to know, you know, what do you prioritize? How does your how does your role change or shift um, as an as a RN? What does that look like? What should you focus on? Um, how do you protect your patients as well as yourself? Who do you see first? We're going to go over all that and more in this upcoming class. So this is for RN though, for those taking your RN exam. If you're LPN test taker, visit our website for our LPN um, home study program. Uh, but we're going to be having a three-day class. And then we are going to be having, this is specifically to those who, who need more training. Those of you that have been out of school for a while. Yeah, so those of you that have been out of school um, for a while, maybe it's been eight years, three years, a couple of years, you struggle to pass your exam, we are having a program for you, okay? Because... I can't like just like just like the whole epidemic. I, we can't expect you to go onto the field without having the right information, the right you know protection, etc. So I'm gonna be having putting. I'm having an eight week program. All right, the eight week program is more of a uh, longer term intensive review. It's everything is online. The three day class is online. Uh, the in fact I should have re- revised this, but the three day class is called the three day cram review crash class so that's going to be three days of crash course um, and then we're having the eight-week program and that is going to be more extensive but it's going to be very tailored very specific content uh, what we're going to do differently with the eight-week class versus the three-day class is that i'm going to be we're going to meet every week all right okay and we're going to meet 
um, twice per week on one week. And then on the opposite weeks, we'll meet once per week. So the week that we meet twice per week is when we do content review during those weeks. And the opposite week, we do questions. Um, the, also, the people that are in the, this class, you're going to be split into teams where you will have to educate the rest of the class on as a team on a specific topic. So that will get you, you know, more... Um, that will give you some confidence because you, you should want to do that part, honestly. Because when you start working in the field, you're going to have to educate your patients. You're going to have to teach on demand. You're not going to have time to, you know, read a book uh, in front of your patient. The, patients, the patient will lose confidence in you if you need to get a book and read it to them. So, um, so there's going to be opportunities where you'll be able to educate one another. I'll be teaching you. I'll be educating you. We'll be, do practice questions. Um, you're also going to get access to our, our, a library of our courses, which includes our Solid Steps program, uh, our crash, our um, library, our video library content. Um, and on top of that as well, you'll get all this for six months. But and on top of that, for those that register for the eight week program, um, what I decided to do, we don't normally do this, but you'll be able to also attend the three day program for free because you registered for the eight week program. But you have to pay in full then. Um, it only applies to people that pay for the eight-week program in full, not if you do the payment plan. If you do the payment plan, then you're not going to be able to attend the three-day class as well. All right, so please bear that in mind if you're thinking, if you register and you're wondering, like, how come I didn't get access to the three-day class? It's only for those that pay in full. All right, so if you want to learn more details about um, the eight-week program, please definitely click or check the information um, in this description as well about the AWE class. The AWE class, we usually keep it pretty small as well. Oh, it's going to be so powerful, so intimate. It's very life-changing. Some of the best testimonies we had is people who literally, they were in the dark. Um, they graduated years ago and they passed with the AWE program. So this is your chance. This is your, like I said earlier, nurses arise. This is your opportunity. Right. So if you have questions about the program, send us an email. I'll put the email information below this video as well. But I would love to see you register. The eight-week class is starting April 22nd to the 24th. And then the eight-week class will be starting the following week afterwards, um, which is the 27th. So we'd love to see you there. I'm excited. If you have any questions, uh, um, reach out to me. But aside from that, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to learn more about myself, as well as who or what choosing nursing exactly is and how we can help you in your journey towards becoming a nurse, whether you're in nursing school, whether you're an international student, or whether you are taking your NCLEX exam, visit our website, choosingnursing.net. Choosingnursing.net. Um, take advantage of the resources that we have on there. It's a lot of great stuff. We've seen so much success and you're definitely going to find it helpful. Um, if you want to take advantage of my book, it's called NCLEX book dot choosingnursing.net nclexbook.choosingnursing.net it's called how to slay the nclex in 2019 it will definitely help you to pass the year nclex this year um, and i do plan on updating that book every single year and then if you want to follow us on social media go to at choosing nursing on instagram 
choosing underscore nursing or you can go to our facebook page which is also choosing nursing um, and then if you want to follow my personal handle you can go to at nurse choma twitter instagram um, facebook everywhere all right thank you so much for watching and have a wonderful day i'll see you in the next episode